is brilliant. The hero maximum. On the ground, on the ground, another hero maximum. Righto, welcome back to the Cricket World Cup wrap-up part two, brought to you by the Maximum Cricket Podcast. My name is Munter, and I am just joined by Lugsy tonight. Jacko, we think is actually on the piss while away on work uh, duties. Wouldn't have minded a drunk Jacko making an appearance just quietly. Might have been similar to a uh, a Jay Uso and Cody Rhodes at Fastlane um, over the weekend. Don't know if you saw that, Lugsy, but um, it's quite something. Um, as you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Bowler Man, so I, I wasn't 100% happy with that combination, but, you know, that's, yeah, that's cool. for another pod. It certainly is. Uh, very questionable, but um, that's not why we're here. Um, we are here because we are going to cover uh, the Netherlands uh, scaring Pakistan, Bangladesh dismissing Afghanistan, South Africa breaking all sorts of records and the spirit of Sri Lanka, and this morning India comfortably taking care of Australia. Um, Lugsy, that's, uh, we're one, but everyone's had a, had a game so far. Um, how are we feeling going into the second round of the fixtures? Are we sure about these teams yet? Yeah. Oh, I think India is one place that it makes you it makes it a bit harder to be sure of anyone because um, mm. you are getting a bit of diversity in pitches. Um, England, uh, India certainly playing on some some spinner friendly ones. Um, so that it can sort of I wouldn't I think the key with any World Cup apart from that New Zealand one, um, which we will overact to. Um, is not to get too crazy with things. Um, you can see these days, especially in the modern era, a team gets going, scores 400. They look unbeatable. Um, turn around the next week and it's not quite the same. So, I mean, there's certainly some teams that you'd be a wee bit more more excited about being in their camp, um, but I just wouldn't get too overly, overly excited about anyone just yet. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, we're obviously... Uh, we've got a friend with a, uh, a serious gambling uh, addiction that's um, asking for bets, and it, it is quite tough at this stage out. So um, we will let's uh, let's review some of the games. We'll, we'll start we'll start at the start. We'll go back to uh, Pakistan and the Netherlands. Um, Pakistan they started their World Cup obviously with the win over the Netherlands by eighty one runs, and as comfortable as the final scoreline was, the Dutch did make Pakistan work for it. They elected to field and had Pakistan rattled at 38 for three, the top three in the sheds. Mohammed Rizwan and man of the match, Shaquille, put on 120 to give Pakistan some control. They were both dismissed for 68 apiece. Mohammed Nawaz and Shadab Khan made handy 30 odds to get Pakistan to 286 all out. The pick of the bowlers for the Netherlands was Baz Delida with four for 62. In reply, the Netherlands actually got off to a good start, 120 for two as opener Singh made a half century along with Delita who made a runnable 67 um, until Harris Ralph blew the game wide open he took two wickets in an over his th- should have taken three but he was uh, had one dropped in the same over after that the Dutch never recovered being all out for 205 Harris Ralph taking 343 um Lugzet, does does this game sort of change your opinion about either side because for me um it just probably, probably confirms that the Netherlands are not going to be an easy out um like they they will go very very close to tipping up a side 
Yeah, I think I think the problem with the Minners with the smaller nations is they've basically got to be perfect um, to get a win, and a, and a team sort of has to be a wee bit subpar. And I think the Netherlands did probably half a job on on both ends. Um, they started pretty well up top. I was having a having a couple of quiets on Friday and uh, getting a touch excited before the Netherlands boil over on the cards. Um, but they just sort of led it slip fight, uh, slightly. To their credit, actually, they did they did stuck at it though. It wasn't like a complete sort of meltdown um, with the ball. They they actually battled back hard and got back into it. And two eighty, not a not anything easy for them to chase. But I thought they did all right. And then again, they started all right with the bat um, after a couple of early losses. But yeah, they lost a couple of key ones again in, in succession. And that's that's the problem, as I say. They've sort of just got to be right on on the job. Um, these minnow sides have got to be pretty much perfect to, to get a victory. So, yeah, I think the Netherlands will, will surprise a few teams. I think they're going to find it hard to win a game, though, um, maybe against one of the smaller nations. But, yeah, just to sort of – Pakistan did what they needed to, I suppose. Um, early scare, but sort of sort of pretty comfortable in the end. Yeah, like for, if I touch on sort of Pakistan, I guess um, their biggest strength is probably their, their top order and – um, they all all three failed, so I think for them to get runs out of that middle order is pretty crucial heading into the the rest of the um, fixtures. Um, not to rely too much on that top three, and for the Netherlands, I guess like you said, um, they have to be perfect. And, and in a fifty over game, you sort of there's enough time for for the I guess the better side to catch up. Whereas in a T twenty, if you're you know thirty eight for three, you, you might not cover sort of thing. So I think that's um, yeah, I, I don't know if that game moves the needle too much for me, um, but um, yeah, it is. It yeah. is still the 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 great thing about these World Cups is it's just a good opportunity for for the smaller nations so to test themselves. Like they don't get to play these bigger team, top tier teams, and and sort of decent crowds that often. So that's like it is important. Like there's a couple of guys in that Netherlands side that looked right. That young spin is only sort of twenty years old. Like what an experience mm. for him. So. It's always about sort of building with these smaller sides, isn't it? 100%, 100%. Um, speaking of a couple of smaller sides, um, Bangladesh had a very, very good win over Afghanistan uh, by six wickets in their first game. Um, probably one of those games you thought might be a bit closer, but um, wasn't to be. Uh, Bangladesh chose to put Afghanistan in, and to their credit, Afghanistan got off to a reasonable start, 112 for two, end up Become end up being 156 all out, so that's a major collapse. Uh, Gurbars looked quality for his 47. He plays a bit of IPL stuff. He's a very very good stick. Uh, but apart from that, Afghanistan's batting just couldn't handle the spin duo of Shakib and Mahidi as they took six poles apiece at under four and over. In reply, Bangladesh lost two early, but Mahidi batting at three made 57. Shanto made 59 red as. Uh, Bangladesh ran out pretty bloody comfortable winners in the end. Um, Lugsy, oh, any sort of big takeaways uh, from this game? Because I think for me, the big one for me is the bangers, I think, are more of a threat than I might have given them credit because I think they actually do have a decent side on paper and these conditions do suit them. They've got the, a pretty decent batting lineup, not world-class, but it's pretty good. Um, two of the best all-rounders in world Will Cricket, Shaqib, one of the best ever, and Mahidi. Sneaky good seam attack. Um, so I think I think they're going to be a real handful 
um, for the rest of the fixtures coming up. Yeah, there's um there's two things I'll say quickly. Is one is I like I like in the Bangladesh sort of to to New Zealand back in the day um, when they when we used to beat up on Zimbabwe, it was like Bangladesh <laughs> finally finally weren't the minnow, you know? They were like, we've got a chance to actually beat up on the side here, and, and full credit to them because they did. Yeah, they looked quite handy. Um, hey, what a lot of guys lost their pole for that Afghan side. I'll say that I haven't quite seen so many guys get bowled in a long time. Um, and the great thing about World Cup cricket is, I tell you, there's not often I'll watch Bangladesh, Afghanistan, but it's a World Cup. It's a sad day, though. You know, I'll just chuck it on and, and give it a wee watch for a while. So I actually watched a lot of that game. Um, as you say, Bangladesh, though, they're, they're going to, you don't want to say they'll definitely tip up someone, but they're going to definitely cause some troubles for a few sides. Like, I think, as you pointed out, and the, and the key for them is they've got a sneaky all right sort of bowling lineup, led by some some all right quirks and then some definitely world class spin options. So I think Afghanistan are going to find this hard, although you know they started all right, they're going to find this hard. But the Bangladesh side, they'll be the sort of Sri Lankans, dare I say New Zealand's the teams that don't typically play spin as well. They they'll be a threat all right. I mean I don't want to I don't want to put myself on the uh the worst take too early. Um but Bangladesh's next game is against England. Um, and obviously England's already Let's lost go. a game. And I, t- I mean, I just, obviously England's <laughs> going to go on favourites and that's, and that's rightly so. But if, if this is like on a Chennai pitch and it's turning, um, uh, there could be a ball over. There could be a ball. I just, I wouldn't fully rule it out is what I'm saying. Yeah, you, you certainly don't want to get them on one of the Indian friendly pitches, do you? You want more of that South Africa 400 decks when you're playing Bangladesh. yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, yeah, I think you touched on Afghanistan. I think what sort of concerns me is their batting. Um, their middle order sort of folded pretty quickly. And I think that's going to be a real R. Kelly's heel for them. I sort of did expect a little bit more from them. Um, you know, I, 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 their bowling attack's good. Um, they've got, a, you know, a decent sort of opener in Gurbaz. But I think if, if that batting doesn't turn up, I, I, I think... Um, they're going to really struggle um, as well in this World Cup. Okay, so Sri Lanka versus South Africa, and wow, what a statement from South Africa. 428 for five or 50 overs, the highest total in World Cup history. They ran out winners over Sri Lanka by 102 runs. Sri Lanka actually decided to field two, um, ironically, after Bavuma went early, but after that it was all South Africa. Quinton de Kock, 100 off 84. Rassi van der Dusen, 108 off 110. They put on 204 for the second wicket. After that, Aidan Markham put the foot down with one of the most beautiful hundreds you'll see. Um, the fastest World Cup 100 ever off 49 balls. South Africa smashed 160 odd off the last 13 overs to well and truly crush Sri Lanka's spirit. In reply, Sri Lanka got off to a flyer courtesy of, Kus- of Kusil Mendes. He destroyed this African attack, especially Marco Jansen, who went for 90-odd of his 10. Mendes was dismissed for a rapid 76 off 42 balls. After that, Sri Lanka lost regular wickets to be bowled out for 326 off just 44 overs. Um, a couple of others managed to get half centuries, but you know the run rate just got up a bit too much. The 754 runs scored in this match was the most ever in a World Cup match. Uh, Lugsy, not bad from Africa. 
not bad at all. If we're being harsh, three guys getting hundreds, and no, I'm really pushing on to make it a big one. You know, that's a work on for South Africa. And I think, you know, I think if we're being harsh critics, that's the difference between, say, 430 and 500. You know, we've got to think about this going forward. But in seriousness, yeah, that's that's a serious performance from Africa. That's a real statement of the first round. Um, really good to see Quinton de Kock get 100, his first World Cup 100. Um when he's going out, it's it's nice to see. He's a pretty popular, popular guy in the in the cricketing circle. So that was good to see. And yeah, Markin's hundred. I mean, I see. I'm glad you said it was a beautiful hundred because it wasn't all sort of brimstone. Mm. It, was, it was actually some serious shots in that first fifty, um, and then really put the foot down. And and which so often can happen when it's when it's falling apart for you a wee bit. Sri Lanka started to drop a couple of catches in the end and. And that really last 10 to 13 really fell away from them. And that just, it really cost them the game in the end because they batted all right. And if they had a try, could have made it, you know, even if it was 50, 60 runs less or something reasonable to chase, maybe it was a chance. But once they went for that many and it got that high, it sort of, it sort of gave away the game. It's just so hard to um, stop the, stop the blood, um, I guess, stop the flow when, you haven't picked up wickets through the middle. It's just so difficult yeah. to stop teams nowadays, especially a, a side of South Africa's caliber. Like, you know, we, we haven't been that high on South Africa, but a lot of people have been. Um, and you can mm-hmm. kind of see why, because when it when it's right, when this top six gets going, they are, I mean, it could, it's probably the strongest top six in the world. Like maybe maybe India um, could probably probably pip them, but, you know, De Kock, Bavuma, uh, Van der Dusen, Markram, Klaassen, Miller, um, like it's just power all the way through and it's um, high averages. Um, I guess, I don't know, Lugsy, does it, does it, we, we said they'd miss the semis. Does this result change anything for, for you? I don't know. They're hard. They're pretty hard to get a read on. I mean, this is literally only a month ago. Aussie were up 2 0 in their ODI series. They were scoring sort of huge runs themselves. And Africa's attack looked like it was sort of gone. They couldn't get a win. I'm sort of very down on them. They come back, win those next three, de- three ODIs. And they, they're certainly, I mean, they're hitting form at the right time. Um, I think obviously the World Cup passed. Is, is uh, that's always a hurdle when you're talking about South Africa. It's always in the back of your mind. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll stick with our prediction that they won't make the four. Um, I'll ride that one at the moment, but that's a, that that is a statement one. I, I think there is a slight concern if you get them on the right deck. Um, maybe that batting lineup doesn't quite hold up the same, but yeah, you wouldn't want to run into them on the wrong day. I mean. Yeah, some of the hitting from a lot of their players are pretty impressive. A lot of big units, sort of sort of when Markham and that got together and were pumping it, the old veins were coming out the the tight jersey there, and it was, you know, a couple of contenders for the best looking eleven were starting to emerge. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I've just I just can't shake this gut feeling that um, this batting lineup won't be able to do this, won't be able to hold up on a on a on a wicket that sort of does a bit and mm. I also feel like like these big scores they are nice and everyone wants to do them but I just I can't imagine you're winning a knockout game with them 
if you know what I mean, like yeah. the stakes are too high and it gets too tight. I just, I don't know. I just, I need to see it first. Like even England, when they won the world cup, like they didn't win it through blasting an opposition. Like they, you know, scraped through and beat New Zealand in the final um, on a pretty tough wicket. And, you know, Janssen is still batting at seven and he still only has one international 50 in world cricket. And I just, I can't shake it. Um, I just can't shake that part. At some point, he's going to be required. And um, can he do it? I don't know. Um, anything else you want to touch on with, with, with those boys or do you want to move on to... Um, India, Australia. Yeah, I think I think. Um, sorry, who was it up top that got the runs for Sri Lanka? That was um, that was yeah, some of the nicest, nicest leg side hitting I've seen in some time. I think his wagon wheel must have been predominantly leg side, and the way the way they were just getting picked up off the pins and off the six that was that was beautiful hitting. Um, I still I like in Sri Lanka to to tip up someone as well. I think. I actually think it's quite an open World Cup. I just, as I say, with the format as it is, it's it's going to be hard to to sort of beat the big guns. But I think Sri Lanka will cause a wee stir against someone as well. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's good that you touched on Sri Lanka because I, like it's probably a disappointing result, but there is some highlights there, and I I think that 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 wicket in particular is probably the best wicket for South Africa and the worst wicket for Sri Lanka. I think they're going to be a real handful on some of the more difficult um, pitches to bat on, you know, when the scores aren't high. They're a little bit not like New Zealand, really, where they're not not really a high-ceiling um, side. But if if it's a if it's a low score, this spin threat comes into it. Um, yeah, I just wouldn't rule them out completely just yet. Um, no. Um, right, the, big, the biggest match... Uh, India versus Australia. It was nice of India to finally grace us of their presence at this World Cup. Um, they rounded out the first round of fixtures with uh, India winning relatively comfortably by six wickets. And another strange move by the BCCI after having a non-Indian game at a 130,000-seat stadium for the opening game. Um, they actually had India's opening game in Chennai, which only holds about 50,000. So... Um, don't really know where these decisions are being made, but um, you know, what what do I know? Um, speaking of strange moves, uh Paddy Cummins, in probably his fourth game as one day captain, decided to bat first in tough conditions to bat like to bat first. Like it was turning square, and obviously there's due later on. So very interesting decision to do that. Um, Marsh nicked off uh by Boomer early, but Warner and Smith looked in pretty good touch. They put on 70 odd, but when they were dismissed for 41 and 46 respectively, um, it was really all India. Jadeja, 3 for 28 off 10. Kildeep, 2 for 42. And Ashwin, 1 for 34. Squeezed the life out of Australia, who were uh, all out for 199, probably at least 50 short. India's reply had one of the worst starts imaginable. Rohit, Ishan Kishan playing ahead of the injured Shubham Gill and Shayas Iyer were all out for ducks as India fell to three wickets down for two runs inside the first two overs. It could have been a hell of a lot worse as Coley tried to pull a Hazelwood bumper. The ball hit the stickers, a ballooned up. Mitchell Marsh um, came sliding in. Um, sort of was like, I don't know if he was worried about Kerry or not, but they were sort of pretty mm. close. Um, but he ends up dropping a pretty easy cat, easy catch in, at mid-wicket. Score would have been 20 for four. Um, it wasn't to be, 
as India put on 165 for the fourth wicket. Virat Kohli making 85 and in the process passing Tendulkar for the most runs in a successful ODI chase. Um, averages the almost 89 in successful ODI chases, which is unheard of. The next closest is about 60-odd. Um, K. Rahul finishing on 97, not out. He showed his class also. Um, Lugsy, um, major takeaways from this game. Cummins reckons he had no regrets about batting first, but um, it does seem to be a trend that this Jew is making it easier to bat second, isn't it? Yeah, it's a it's a bold it's a bit of a bold choice. It's an old school sort of choice. I've said this a, a couple of times in this World Cup, but that's a that's a real sort of old school move of no matter what you bat first, you get runs on the board and you make it hard to chase. It's a it's a bold choice from Paddy Cummins. Um, I think yeah, a, a big takeaway from this game is. Mitch Marsh, that's that's a bad drop. That one's going to haunt you, um, unfortunately. And I really like Mitch Marsh and everything he's done lately. I, even in that tiny stint where he doesn't even get a run, I thought, geez, Mitch Marsh just hits it clean. <laughs> he doesn't get a run, but I still liked him. Still liked <laughs> him out there. Um, Aussie, I think, going to really rely on, on Smith a bit in this World Cup. Um, I think that, that sort of game's the exact sort of I can see them doing that performance again. So I think they're just very reliant. Like, I no doubt there's going to be a game where that batting lineup comes off. There's probably going to be a couple. Um, serious challenge in the batting lineup and, and serious hitting ability. But that game, that sort of blueprint right there is what worries me. If a Smith and that, once you're in, they're going to really have to stay in because I think a lot of these guys are going to find it hard to start. Um, and yeah, I, I can just see that happening again. Um, there, then again, though, this—I mean, they honestly—they take that catch. That that crowd's pretty. You could sense, you could really sense, like the nerves even even early on when they lost those few wickets. I was like, this is what India is up against if this goes wrong, because um, there's some serious nerves in that crowd. So good to see a bit of atmosphere from the Indians to start this tournament finally. And and India, I think. You know, they show why they're going to be very hard to beat. The spinners on that deck are just, uh, you know, that bulger days you got snuffed with. Uh, mm. Hard to play that. Um, so, yeah, England, India sort of showed why they'll be very hard to beat. Um, I don't know. There's, yeah, it's India, Aussie, sorry, are going to be very interesting to follow, I reckon, this World Cup. Yeah, my, like, I, I sort of, with India, they, they are where I sort of expected them to be. I think. With Australia, we sort of touched on the fact that we we, we don't think they'll make the the semi finals, but um, yeah, that this they will rely on uh, Smith and Warner, like you said. And I think, like if they get to forty odd, they they need bulk runs, like they need like Conway hundreds, and they just need to bat like big big hundreds and, and sort of allow um, some of the other hitters a, a platform. Um, but there's just there's something missing with this Australian side. Like there's a balance issue with the side. Like, and it starts with, it starts with the captain being Paddy Cummins because um, quite often in India, you're probably only going to pick two seamers. So that means you've got to pick two seamers out of Pat Cummins, Mitchell Stark and Josh Hazelwood. Now Mitchell Stark just became the fastest ever of 50 World Cup wickets. You're not dropping him. Hazelwood is like in the top five um, one day bowlers in the world and the top five T20 bowlers in the world. So you've almost got to drop him. And then you've got Paddy Cummins, who's gone at sixes tonight. Um, 
like he, he's easily the third best one day bowler in the world, but they're picking three uh, seamers. They've only got one spinner, um, and and on a spin friendly deck, and then they've sort of bowled first, and then they've got like like Cam Green's batting at seven. He's not really a finisher. Um, I, I just I'm not too sure that they know their identity as a one day side because no one plays one day cricket. So I'm pretty concerned about India. Uh, sorry, Australia. Um, yeah, I just I I, I don't really, know. This next um, game against Safra is going to be big. Yeah, we've we've got. I mean, we've got all our stock in an Aussie and, and South Africa early exit. Um, the TMC sort of going to make or break their um, their careers here on the on these two sides. Um, I think you're right though, because Aussie can't. I don't think they can't not play those free seamers. So it's it's sort of their strength everywhere else. It's a good bowling attack, and then Zamp sort of performs everywhere else. It's so it's it's like it is their strength, and I don't think they'll go away from it. But over here, it's not going to be to their um, not going to be the bit to their strength. So Zamps is another one that's tough because this is why India is so hard to beat in their conditions. So it's it's not only do they have the best spinners, it's that they play spin so well. Um, I'm sure Zamps will perform really well going forward against other nations, but. Against India, they're just not going to settle for any like spinner going at them. They're going to go at them, try and force them, you know, force them to bowl poorly and, and sort of see what other options you have. And not many teams have the options that India have. So that's what makes them so hard to beat. They've sort of got everything covered. Yeah. And um, lastly, obviously, we sort of touched on India a bit, but um, just, just a wee bit on Coley. It's just. Like we're gonna we're gonna miss him when he's gone, eh? Like it's just it's oh. just a treat to just watch him in a one day chase. Uh, team teams on teams in trouble. Obviously, KRL was outstanding as well. But um, like Coley, when it's all said and done, it's just I just he's, he's going to be one of the world, like greatest ever. It's just it's a treat to watch. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. He is when he's out there like in a run chase, you just. You feel very it's Smithy in the com box. Like it's safe. <laughs> like you you're pretty you're pretty confident in Coley and and I think what always makes it fun with him is he takes on the bowling so well. Like he always looks up for the challenge. This is sort of his his moment, isn't it, with this big Indian crowd. Because it wasn't, you know, it was a couple of years ago when people were wondering if it was all over for Virat. And he sort of bounced back nicely there and I don't know. He's just looking very confident again. The swag is there when he walks out to the crease. He's got all the shots in the book. And and he always it always seems like he's in control when he's out there. Yeah, 100%. Um, righto, Lugsy. Uh, let's let's move on to our um, World Cup segment that we're going to run. Um, it's called Worst Take. Um, basically, it's just if you can find a take um, on the internet, uh, on TV, that someone has claimed and it just hasn't turned out well. It's aged poorly. Um, we want to hear about it. So, so let us know at your worst takes. Um, and we and we are not above worst take because our first nomination is myself uh, because I had Sri Lanka ahead of South Africa in the power rankings and they got absolutely wallops. So that's one of our nominations. Um, another nomination is... Uh, Aaron Smith on, uh, sorry, Aaron Finch on the combox uh, com in the Indian Australian game uh, after Cool Deep took a relatively simple court and bold. He said, suggested that there's no such thing as an easy court and bold. Uh, these are professional cricketers, Aaron. 
Um, I can assure you there are some easy court and bowls. Uh, that's a ridiculous thing to say. They're not five. Um, and lastly, it's just a no one in particular, just a general theme about net run rates um, one game into the tournament feels a bit much. Like every time there is um, a team that's probably already won it, like there's so many commentators going on about they need to put the foot down because of uh, net run rate and this and that. And it's like, really? Really? Um, so, Lugsy, have you got any others or what? any of those tickle you fancy? No, I did definitely touch on them all. I enjoyed that. Uh, I mean, the first one, Matt, you got to, you know, you got to ride this a bit more. you got to, you know, you've said Sri Lanka still could finish above them. you got to hold out on that. Well, if it was, I if guess it was, so, yeah. If it was the other way, if we said, you know, South Africa will be far too strong for Sri Lanka, then certainly we bring it up right away. Um but not when it goes against us, not a chance. Yeah, lo- love um, love both the, the the last two sort of cliches you'll get there. It's it's you know it's what sports all about. The um, the the run rate thing's a great one because what I love about that is it's just sort of a wee ace that a commentator can go to when the game's sort of over. It's one of those last week <laughs> things we can start talking about. Like if Aussie got sort of sixty to win, there's you know it's there's nothing really to 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 play for. Then you can bring that up and you can you can make it seem really important. So just a good wee ace to have up the up the sleeve. No, no one knows what it means though. No one knows how how it's figured out. No one has any idea how we oh. how we come up with net run rate. It's like no one has an idea, but we're we're always talking about it. It's it's a classic, yeah. Especially it's a great one for a non cricketing fan to just shout out at the pub, I reckon. Just a <laughs> yeah, we've got to think about net run rate here, boys. <laughs> Far out. Like, Shit, this guy knows what he's um, talking about. Yeah. Um, okay, right. Should we wrap up there, um, Lugsy? Yeah, lovely. Sweet ass. Okay, thank you for joining us um on the MSN of the cricketing podcast world. Um, massive shout out to one of our bigger fans who came up with that uh, um, Pucky boy um, loves to loves to message the boys all over the show and thinks he's annoying us and you know sometimes sometimes his takes are a bit outrageous but I tell you what um, it, it's good to have a fan that cares like like he does I tell you what yeah 100% he's really found he's really found a brotherhood in the boys that love cricket and love wrestling hasn't he <laughs> 100%. Um, so if anyone, um, yeah, that, so if, if anyone else, if you, if you enjoyed the show, please do, please do like and subscribe. Um, leave us a comment, a rating, or even a review if you feel inclined. Uh, really helps the show get noticed. Um, it tells these platforms to push our content. Um, Lugsy, always a pleasure. Thanks as always. And I'll uh, catch up with you very shortly. Yeah, no problem, mate. Great, great, uh, great to spend some time talking cricket. And if, if Fraser Cameron is Cameron is out there, if he's making these sort of punts and not on the Patreon, we're going to have some words. Surely he could. Surely, surely he's spending five hundred bucks on a punt. Surely he can spare a four dollars um, for a little bit of extra extra um, podcast stuff. You'd like to think so. We'll just have a punting segment if he really wants. If he's going to fund, if he's going to fund the show, actually, we, yeah, bring him on as a guest. I'd, I'd say. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. Right, all right. Catch you later. Right, I catch you.